Hey everybody, uh, Matt from the future again. In the episode, there is more noise than usual from the microphone. That is because I am adjusting it like mid-conversation when Mike is talking, so can't really avoid that. Uh, so if it's audible, tough. I, I can't. I can't do anything about it. So that's it. Um, yeah, enjoyed that episode. Welcome back to it's the podcast. Been, it's been a little bit for us, but not for you guys. Oh, it will the, still be a little bit because... I mean, a week or two. Depend. <laughs> <laughs> Episodes still have to be put out. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's going to be forever until this thing actually fucking shows up. Well, welcome everybody back to the New Get, New Getting New podcast. Yep, where we're we here. Talk about lore and she's... Uh, today... Yeah. We're going to be talking about uh, the other big Bioware franchise, because I pretty much finished what I wanted to talk about for Mass Effect. So we're going to be moving on to Dragon Age, because I, I love Bioware games. They've got they got good stuff. Um, So, yeah, Dragon Age takes place in the world of Thetis. I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, Oh, wait, what the? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to go by memory for a little bit because some of my notes got deleted. <laughs> Good job, dude. <laughs> yeah, how do they get deleted when you write them down? Oh, fuck. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so I remember I, I, I skipped a few things because I was going to... I was focusing... We're talking about the Blight today specifically. Yes. And the origins of the Blight and all that stuff. And I, I skipped a couple things. So the Dragon Age setting takes place in the world of Thetis. Yeah. Blight has been around for a couple thousand years, I think it is. Um... And we're going to be talking about the Darkspawn as well. Because, mm, you know. That's the whole point yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, so the thing about the Darkspawn. Uh, they live underground. Massive threat to the dwarves. Right? Cause, who also live underground. Whoa. Uh, their whole shtick is when they find an old god, they uh, expose... No, hang on. I think I am missing shit. Hang on. Oh, man. This is really good. Oh, my Want god. me to fucking... I'm keeping this in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm not missing it. It's just put in a different order. Oh, uh, okay, sure. Well, I, I, I can actually, I can go in this order too. Um, but anyway, their, their whole thing is, uh, they are like mindless, soulless killing machines. Yeah. All they care about is l just destroying everything on Thetis. Gotcha. Uh, they typically live underground where they breed and multiply and they, they, they build their numbers basically. But they also mine out um, the rocks and stuff underground, trying to find the archdemons. Oh, the archdemons, okay. they are old, they're actually old gods, um, specifically Tevinter gods, that when hmm. the Darkspawn find them, they expose them to the Blight, which corrupts the old god, and it becomes an archdemon. And then once mm -hmm. that happens, it kind of kicks the Darkspawn into high gear, and they all storm and, and try it and destroy everything. Them more. Yeah. Well, no, it, it does more than just organize them. Oh. It legitimately, like... So think of it think of it like in video game mechanics. Yeah. You know how um, you have, like, a commander unit that has an aura buff? Yeah. Yeah, it does that for all Darkspawn in the world. They, oh. just, they just all get boosted. Gotcha. <laughs> they become way more aggressive, way more intelligent. Um, they apparently have some <clears throat> kind of... The Archdemon some kind of has a pseudo-hive mind. Cool. Um, at the very least, not necessarily, like... 
like, it's not a real hive mind, but it's got the command of a hive mind. So the Archdemon gives a command, all darkspawn follow it. They don't necessarily see through the darkspawn eyes yes. all the time, unless they specifically focus on it. So it's a, it's a, I guess, pseudo hive mind. The darkspawn themselves do act independently. Did you even mention that you're doing Dragon Age? Or yeah, you said, I said um, that. You said doing another Bioware. Bioware's other thing. I, I thought I said Dragon Age, did I? <laughs> oh my god. Well, we were saying <sighs> we were saying it whenever I was practicing, so I might have missed it. So yes, we're doing Dragon it's Age. It's Dragon Age, because he's done with Mass Effect. Oh my god. Sorry, it's been a really long week this week. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, the Archdemon leads the assault on the surface once they've been uh, revived. Yep. And the Darkspawn just kill and or corrupt everything they come across. Yes. Uh, the Blight is actually um, kind of a pseudo-disease. It's a magical disease of some kind. Technically, it's a curse. We'll get into that. Because you can technically contract Blight, right? Or yes. Or is that something I'm not... Nope, you can. Okay. And uh, one of two things happens. Uh, one, it kills you very painfully. Nice. Um, or two, it will actually uh, kind of convert you into a pseudo-darkspawn. Ooh. Yep. Cool. cool. And then kill you painfully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Blight is not fun. Uh, they are darkspawn are actually soulless creatures. They have no presence in the fade, which is like it, it's the dream world, but it's also the kind of like in between to the afterlife. So when you die, your soul kind of like is reflected in the fade. Okay, and then from there, it supposedly goes to the maker's side or goes to oblivion or wherever the hell your soul is going. Ah. Um, but it's also, it's also the world of dreams. It's also the world of demons and demons <laughs> like to corrupt human souls and whatnot and yep. elf souls. Oh yeah. Uh, not dwarves though. Dwarves don't dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, supposedly dwarves are actually, um, there's, there is actually a reason for it. They don't do magic and they don't dream. Well, but there, there's a reason for it. You actually find it out in, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, one of the DLCs. Mm -hmm. You go on, I think it's, yeah, no, is it, is it a DLC? It would have to be, maybe. I, th I think it's a DLC. Um, but that, yeah, it has to be. Anyway, you actually find out why the dwarves, um, aren't connected to the Fade, like all the other, like, living sentient creatures. Yeah. And it's basically because if they have a soul, the stone, quote unquote, that's capital T, capital S, has kind of taken that from them. It, it kind of, um, it blocks them off from everything else. And it's oh. also what gives them magic resistance. It's also what gives them a bunch of other things. But we'll, we'll cover that when we do the dwarves at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yep. I do plan on I do plan on covering that because that's actually like a really it's a very short uh, thing, but it's really neat the stuff that you find out about. I mean, them. at least with this series, it's more. I would assume more people would know more about um, medieval fantasy more than sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Not know more than, but like be able it's to more relatable. It more, yeah, yeah, exactly. Easier. Uh, so. The only two sentient creatures that are not reflected in the Fade, even animals are sometimes reflected in the Fade. Yeah. The only two sentient creatures that are not are the dwarves and the darkspawn. Obviously, yeah, because they're uh, souls. D well, dwarves because they're, again, they're cut off due to, it's literally lyrium exposure. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That's basically what it is. It, it gives them, lyrium gives them so much crazy shit. Yes. But it actually kind of like cuts their souls off from, I guess, the greater world or whatever. Yeah. The Darkspawn do not have souls to begin with. They can still manipulate the forces of magic and such, 
but it's very corrupted and and whatnot. They do have a connection to the Fade, but they themselves, they do not walk the Fade. They do not interact with the Fade. Their, their origins are just connected to it, which again, it goes into the curse that is the Blight. I thought for a second I wasn't recording. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I see my phone still on. I was, I was like, about oh, to say, fuck. am I still not getting picked up by the mic? It's oh, like... fuck. I just want to see if I can hear the... Uh... Yeah, fan yeah. going. Um, so they're actually Solus, and they are. No, he's a character from da- Dragon Age Inquisition. Huh? Solus. Oh, Solus. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Fuck you. I man. mean, I'll quit I, this well, podcast well, right now. The thing is, he kind of is, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I never the the barely Dread, bits I played of Inquisition. I didn't give a shit about him. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a shit character. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, when Dreadwolf comes out, I I low key hope we kill him. I, I'm oh, just saying it now. <laughs> oh, he doesn't die in Inquisition. Of, no. Does any? Um. Well, Not I think. Really? No, no, no. I think at least one of them. You have to. Okay, so one of them in the in the last DLC, which is like the epilogue, you can kill Iron Bull. You may have to. But that's he becomes DLC, a boss fight. like base game. That shouldn't count. Well, and then, and then I think Blackwall. Um, ah, he can fine. he can get executed. Well, he's the last Grey Warden too, right? Uh, kind of. Technically. I, I wouldn't count if they that's the dumb thing is like if they count DLC as part of the main canon for like starting another game of continuation well the, the epilogue no 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 the epilogue actually is it's it's actually and they kind of did that well they've, they've actually kind of done that with uh, Dragon Age 2 as well because if you do yep if you do the uh god I can't remember what it's called but there's there's a DLC where you actually unleash Corypheus which is the big bad guy in Inquisition. Yeah, Yeah, you actually, you run into him the first time, and oh my god, when when he wakes up, he actually talks about something I'm going to mention here in a little bit. But, um, so anyway, back back to the Darkspawn. Yep. Uh, They are soulless, bloodthirsty monsters. Like, literally soulless, just bloodthirsty monsters. Want to kill and destroy everything. Anything that they're not destroying, they're corrupting. Um, And they they reproduce very quickly. And in vast <laughs> numbers, I am not going to go into details of it because it's uh, it's not pretty. Uh, suffice to say, no. they're a lot like ants. They have ant. They have like they have brood mothers <laughs> that just spew <laughs> out hundreds and don't thousands. Don't fight of any of those in Inquisition. Yes, you do. Okay, uh, that... no, 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 not in Inquisition. In Dragon Age Origins, you do. Origins, really? Yep. I think you fight one in Dragon Age Two as well in one of the DLCs, but don't quote me on that. I feel like yeah, it. <sighs> I got. There's I, one other game you do. I'm pretty sure you do fight them, but I, got I know to in the Origins. end of Origins, but never actually beat it because I fucked myself. Oh, yeah, somehow. then you then you would have had to have fought a brood, brood okay. mother. One, I, that, that's why I remember. I feel like I remember. One brood mother is required, and then in the DLC for what's it called? The, the Ultimate Edition. Um, Awakening. <sighs> Awakening. Yes, thank you, thank you. That like forty dollar expansion. Yeah, on, they, honestly, worth it. I mean, it was just um, its own separate. Yeah. Game. But yeah, it was, that's just it. It was originally its own separate thing. Yep. 100% worth it. Yeah. Uh, but in that one, I think you can fight more Broodmothers, mm. plural, because I think that they're like, you come across a spawning ground, <laughs> and I think that you can like drop uh, like a giant crystal or something on them, or, oh, or something, okay. something like that. Of course, I might actually give you getting that mixed up with the Inquisition DLC that talks about the dwarves, but I'm pretty sure that one's Awakening. 
Uh, so anyway, I'm not going to get into too many details, but short version is that the broodmothers are actually converted from regular species, and each broodmother just spews out a certain type of dark spawn. Yeah. And they yeah. spew them out in the hundreds of thousands. Um, humans turn into herlocks. They, they, yep. uh, um, which are like, they're just your generic shock troopers. They're, they're your generic soldiers. Pretty big, beefy dudes. Mm-hmm. Dwarves become genlocks. They're a bit sturdier, but they're shorter and, you know, they have, they have, uh, they're a little more animalistic, interestingly enough. Oh. Yeah. Elves become shrikes or shrieks, which are the stealth units. They actually can turn invisible. They use magic to, like, cloak and whatnot. Jesus Christ. Yep. And actually, if you play as the elf origin in Origins, uh, a buddy of yours kind of goes missing once you're exposed to the blight. You actually get exposed to the blight, right? In Awakening? No, in Origins. Oh, in Origins. Yeah. Okay. If you, if you play the Dalish elf origin. Yes. Um, You get exposed to the blight. There was someone with you, but he disappears. Yep. And I... and the reason the 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 thing is later on, yeah, your camp gets um attacked by shrikes, shrieks, right? Yeah, I'm gonna call them shrieks. I, th- I think they're shrieks because I don't. That's think right. it's, uh, Yeah. Anyway, you get attacked by shrieks, right? Yep. Um, you also get attacked by your buddy because he's like <laughs> he's in that mid conversion process. So it's like he half still has a yeah. Yeah, he actually, I think I think he actually asked you to kill him. I don't think I ever did the Dalish Elf. It's I did a, the City one. It's a, Honestly, City Elf, way better in my opinion. Yeah. Game. But the, Dal- the Dalish is pretty cool. Um, and But like, other than this one encounter, and some things where you're talking to the Dalish clans when you're talking about the werewolves and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's like nothing to them. Like oh. even, even the dwarves, if you're playing the dwarves... You go to the dwarf area, shit happens depending on which dwarf you are, you know? Like, you actually get a lot of different interactions and a lot of different... You can bypass stuff just because, hey, I know who the hell you are. You're not supposed to be here. Or something like that. (laughs) Uh, The human interaction, you get some really good stuff once you get to Denerim and you start doing, like, the the noble court and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Because it makes sense for that specific background character. Mages, obviously, when you're doing the mage stuff... Mages left and right. I mean, yeah, from even, like, when you just started, yeah. Yeah. But, like, whenever you're doing... And, again, even when you do the City Elf, you get to Denerum, and you're dealing with uh, Earl Howe, which is, like, uh, what's-his-face's second-in-command. You have direct, like, things are going on with this guy. Yeah. You know, you have direct dealings with him and, and people that he's been dealing with. Um, but also, whenever you're running around the city, there's, like, a there's Tevinter Slavers and stuff, and it's like, this is my fucking home. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you can't you can't bribe your way out of this. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, going back to the broodmothers and stuff, elves uh, become shrike streaks. Uh, the Kunari are the ones they actually become ogres whenever they're corrupted. Okay. Yeah, I just never looked into like why the fuck there were so many different types of dark spots. Yep. It's, they it's, just made them out nope. of thin air. It's. Uh, I mean, kind of. They but, convert. They convert uh, a member of given species into a brood mother, and then they just start spewing uh, them out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the exception being the dragons, who become archdemons. Archdemons. Yep. yep. And that whole that whole shtick. There's a whole lot to go into that. But the short version is the Tevinter used to worship ancient dragons, mm-hmm. and that's who the old gods are. They're they're basically fade fade imbued dragons like the dragons we fight in inquisition and uh dragon h2 in origins yeah they're 
not really sentient. They're just really smart animals. They're like hyper predators. Oh, okay. okay. These guys, the old gods, were sentient. Either because, you know, through faith and magic, they were imbued with it. Yeah. Or something. Maybe maybe some demon or spirit of the fade, like, infused with, with a dragon. Something. And they became gods. Ah. Yeah. Uh, which, for the record, was the first sin, according to the Chant of Light. The Chant of Light was the um, propensity of some of the younger species of the Maker to worship some of the Maker's first creations rather than the Maker himself. And this was the thing that caused the Maker to leave. Mm, it's okay. Like, Fuck you guys, I'm out. Gotcha, okay. You ain't gonna worship me, you're gonna worship dragons <clears throat> instead. Fuck you. Yeah, because, you know. Uh, there's some other things in there, don't that's worry. A, don't a, worry, we get to that. That's a decent reason to, you know, just leave. The Blight was created by the second sin. And that's why I brought brought up the first sin. Yep. Um, so, seven Tevinter Magisters. These are the super mages that ruled the Tevinter Imperium. Okay. Which, at this time, had conquered most of the world. <laughs> yeah, because they use, they use everything. They use blood magic... They control demons. They have armies of of slaves and shit. Like they are, nice. they are nasty. They are nasty people. Yeah. Um. But particularly, uh, seven high priests, mages of the, of various gods, kind of were concerned that uh, godly worship was kind of like falling off a bit. It was getting less popular. Yeah. And as such, they were they were losing power. Just, just a power base, you know, in general, you know. Yep. When people stop believing, you know, churches and priests have to do something to make people believe. That's a that's a thing throughout history. They were told by their gods, because remember, they were in contact with their gods. They were sentient <clears throat> fade creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were told by their gods to use blood magic to enter the fade physically. Normally, Ooh, nice. you only enter the fade in a dream. Dreams. Yep. Most people are unaware you forget about it in the morning. Yep. Mages because they have a a more a closer connection to it. Literally the the whole way that magic works is you have the fade where anything is impossible because it's a realm of psychic and spiritual energy. Anything is possible. Yeah. You said impossible. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, yeah. my my nose I, I meant Yep. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but the fade anything is possible. Yes. And it's it, it just is really close to the material world, like dimensionally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you cross the veil. It's a small thing. You know, everyone uses that phrase. Um, but the the mages they have a bit of a connection to the fade, and they can kind of pull parts of the fade through the veil to the real world and manifest magic. Okay, that's what it is. They literally take like the concept of fire pull it out, and throw it at you. Gotcha. And that's kind of how magic works. There's, there's okay. a bit more to it than that. Lyrium is involved. It weakens the veil or something, yeah, something like yeah. that. It's, it's a little weird. But um, mages typically do actually remember their dreams. While cool. dreaming, they can actually have more control over it. Uh, and then you actually have, not necessarily related to this, just kind of a fun little fact. You, you handle it in Dragon Age 2 if you do a certain side quest. Dreamers. Which are mages who specifically specialize in warping reality through the magic of the fade. Oh, sick! Like, w- like 
a a regular mage is a is someone who can remember their dreams. Mm-hmm. A dreamer is someone who straight up lucid dreams. So like anything gotcha. is possible in the fade, and they just straight up have control over that. That's pretty they're, cool. Yeah, they're really powerful, really rare, but really powerful. Uh, so anyway, these these Tevinter Magisters, seven of them, high priests of the various temples and gods, uh, were very worried that they were losing power, and they were told by their gods to use blood magic to enter the Fade physically, not just in their dreams, yeah. and take the golden throne of the Maker for themselves. Hell yeah, dude. And as such, ascend to godhood themselves. Yeah. They were They were promised, if you do this... You will become a god. Why not? Um, I think I think the phrase that I saw was "give us the give us the gate and we will give you th- the throne" or something like that. Cool. Um, the thing is, at the center of the fade, the fade, yep. at the center of the dream world, is the golden city. This is the city of the maker, the the home of the maker, the god that created everything, and his throne over all. Nice. To get there, the Tevinter Magisters had a massive ritual. Took two-thirds of all the lyrium in the Tevinter Imperium. <laughs> the vast majority. And hundreds of blood sacrifices. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. They, they, they basically bankrupted... This was basically their version, economically speaking, of the Death Star in Star Wars. Yeah. Everything went to this. Realistically, they had one shot that they could do it. Kinda, yeah. And it worked. Of course. They entered the Golden City. And they stained the Golden City black. It is now to this day... Called the Black City. The Black City. Wow. God, that's so... (laughs) Wow, that's so... What's the word? Generic, obvious... Cliche. There we go. Yeah, Yeah, no. Cliche cliche would be be a good one. It's so obvious. Um... That's very ingenuity type thing of like, yeah. oh, what do we, yeah. Uh, so, when they entered the Black City, they were cursed. No. And became the first Darkspawn accidentally or inadvertently. inadvertently. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say accidentally. No, it's not accident. Inadvertently <laughs> bringing back the Blight. Sick, dude. Yep. Good job. Uh, Corypheus actually implies, uh, in the DLC for Dragon Age 2, whenever you run into him, yeah. I, I think maybe in Inquisition as well, um, but they imply that when they got there, they had been lied to by the gods, that the city was already black. Uh-huh. The darkness was already there, and the magister- magisters just took it unto themselves. The throne was empty. Mm-hmm. Like that, That's the thing. They went there to be gods, and the throne was empty. Yeah. It was kind of... Yeah. Jesus. So, they caused the first blight. Now, Good. the Darkspawn blight spread faster than any plague. Just being in the presence of these Magisters for long enough, especially when they're using magic, and blood magic in particular, just infected everyone around them. <laughs> and from there, they infected others, who infected others. It was it was basically a zombie virus. Yeah. Yeah. The, the running zombie virus. Yeah, it can spread very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the Darkspawn killed or corrupted anything they touched. The Blight corrupted every living thing, um, turning animals into, like, dire... Like, a, a wolf became a dire wolf, yep. a bear became a dire bear, and they get, like, spikes and shit Those on weird them. weird spike shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it got crazy. There's only a few things that are, like, even resistant to the Blight. I think... I could be wrong, but I think spiders are resistant to the Blight. 
and crows can tell if something has blight. There's actually a really cool... No, 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 it's actually really neat. Because they deal... Well, they're carrion birds. They deal with death all the time. Yeah. So if they see something's dead, they can actually see that, like, it looks a little weird. So they will avoid the bodies that have been tainted by the blight. In a battlefield with the Darkspawn, they will eat the bodies of, of like, non-tainted people. Well, I would assume, yeah, they could just, like, sense if something is tainted yeah. and all that, too. I mean... So, crows are... Actually, there was a, um, a codex in <clears throat> Dragon Age Origins where some guy's talking about, like, he's been forced through starvation and stuff and has to cannibalize uh, some dead soldiers. He eats the ones that only the that crows... That only the crows go after. Yep. And because he was, because he was, because he remembered his father saying, "Watch the crows. They know. They know. Uh, they know like, the good where food. The, well, they know where the, <laughs> they know where the blight is." Yeah. Um. So that was that was something interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. I've never, I never saw spiders. Uh, I don't think they were ever corrupted. I don't believe no. so in the games. Yeah. I, I think, I, like I said, I think I remember. I could be wrong, but I think I remember there was something in there talking about how spiders are like not immune but resistant to the blight. Yeah. Or like, like if they get infected, they just die or something. Yeah. Um. So. It killed or corrupted everything nearby. Yep. The dark spawn started coming out, and, like, everything was bad. Uh, the earth itself, when a blight is around, becomes barren and cannot oh. be worked for, like, a century afterwards. Jesus. Like, if, if dark spawn are operating in the area, it'll be 100 years before that land can be farmed. <laughs> like, you can't plant anything there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's said that the first magistrates descended underground for solace... Or something like that. They started scratching the earth and descended underground for some reason. Oh, okay. Uh, and this is where the dark spawn began to multiply in the dwarven deep roads. Uh, yes. It's also possible that they were actually called underground by the call of the old gods. Because mm. they communicated through their gods through the fade, but their gods were actually imprisoned by the maker way back at like the dawn of time, physically as well. <laughs> yep. The old, the old gods are actually trapped underground. Nice. Uh, so once a god was found, as I mentioned previously, they would be corrupted by the blight, and then they would lead a cataclysmic war against the world. And I am I am talking world-ending proportions if it's not taken care of immediately. Yes. Uh, in fact, in Dragon Age Origins, the fact that that blight only lasted a year, some people qu only like recognize it as a blight because an archdemon did show up. Like, that, that's the only qualifying factor that it was a blight. So, like, Darkspawn can still show up, but unless there's an Archdemon... Oh, yeah, no, there's there's always blight. Darkspawn. Darkspawn are all over the fucking place. Gotcha. Yeah. But um, when an Archdemon shows up again, they just get kicked into overdrive. Yeah. They reproduce faster, they become stronger, and they become way more coordinated. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they head to the surface and start destroying everything. Um... So yeah, that like again that the fifth blight, which is the one from Dragon Age Origins, yes, is very very small. The first blight, I think, was the biggest because they didn't have the Grey Wardens at first. <laughs> yeah, people people were getting wrecked. I'll get to that in a moment. Nice. But uh, the dwarves, more than anyone else, were just destroyed. Um, the noble houses of the dwarves were uh, fighting amongst each other. A lot. Shocker. Yeah. Well, particularly in Orsamar, but like <clears throat> everywhere this was happening. Yeah. And over the course of like a couple decades, they had lost all but one city. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Orzammar is the only home of the quote unquote true dwarves that are still like underground. Because yeah. once they go once they go above ground, they're not considered dwarves anymore. No, they're not allowed to be. Yeah. 
there's a whole shtick with that. Um, but yeah, so there's a whole shtick with that. Uh, but like the, the big thing that you need to take away is like the dwarves were fighting for their lives and the only way for them to like kind of survive was one one guy in Orzammar, one of the warrior cast, yeah. took some of the miners, took some of the blacksmiths, and said, all right, we're collapsing the tunnels. Because that's the only way they could stop the dark spawn. Yeah, realistically. <laughs> they were, they, oh my god, it was amazing. It, not, not amazing, but like amazingly just massive. The, the amount of like things that were killing them. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, humanity was pressed pretty hard as well, up Shock. on the surface. But the difference is, like, whereas humanity was getting wholesale slaughtered, the Taventure Imperium was able to, it wasn't, it couldn't be everywhere at once, but, like, it was still holding its own. Yeah. Um, tribal societies were getting wrecked, but, like, still, their civilization survived. <laughs> Dwarven civilization kind of didn't. <clears throat> and uh, because of that, the dark the darkspawn could now freely loot, uh, use the deep roads to attack anywhere in the world. Yeah, they um, free use. It just led to decades of destruction that just ravaged the land. It was <laughs> it was bad. About a hundred years into this uh, war, veterans who have fought several wars with the darkspawn and were willing to do whatever it took to win rose up and started building an army. Mm-hmm. These are the first Grey Wardens. Yay. That's what they called themselves. Wow. <laughs> they consisted of humans, elves, and dwarves what? who pooled their knowledge and actually found a way to beat the Darkspawn. Because up until this point, they couldn't. Anytime you killed an Archdragon, a nearby Darkspawn, or an Archdemon, one of the nearby Darkspawn would just turn into the Archdemon. It had as many lives. So fucking stupid. Yep, it had as many lives as there were darkspawn in its horde. Okay, kind of, kind of cringe, but what's the whole point of dark, dark, so, dark Dragon Age One then? Um, they do explain that. Okay, and, I, and I'll kind of get to that in a moment. Um, but the Grey Wardens—they were created of everyone. They charged in with. They showed up, charged in with griffins, and they actually won an almost impossible battle as their debut battle. As like, hey. We're the Grey Wardens. We're here to fuck shit up. Right. One Warden per 10 to 20 Darkspawn just annihilated them. They were cleaving Darkspawn left and right. This was something that, like, that was unheard of. It would it would be a tough fight if it was one-on-one. <clears throat> but again, the Darkspawn have, like, a weird hive mind thing going on. Yeah. So they're more coordinated than your average soldier units. Like, you'd think they're rec- mindless, reckless monsters. No, 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 no. They just want to destroy everything. They are very intelligent. Gotcha. But the Grey Wardens showed up and started just destroying these guys. It was a tough fight, but they won. And they kind of held the line, you know, fighting here and there, losing ground in one place, gaining ground in another. But they were more successful than any other fighting force for the next 100 years of just straight fighting. And they recruited a ton of people to their to underneath their banner. They recognized everyone. The only yeah, distinction that they recognized was the skill of the individual yep. and their willingness to get the job done. Because mm. that's the thing about the Grey Wardens. They will do anything to stop a blight. If that means burning a city, a Grey Warden will burn a city in a heartbeat. 
No, 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 I'm not joking. They will do it. I don't, that's not what I'm fucking <laughs> whatevering about. You, <clears throat> just because they can do whatever they want, you you can see how people would be upset mm-hmm. about that. Oh, oh, yeah, no, well, and that's the other thing is, like, at least in the modern age, because... Grey Wardens think they're above the fucking laws no, no, no. of... Well, no, 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 first off, technically speaking, they are in a lot of ways. Yeah. But secondly, um, the, th- the whole thing is they pretty much recruit death row inmates... Because if you're a great warden, they can't execute you for past crimes. Yeah. They can execute you if you continue to do crimes, but more often than not, the great wardens will handle that themselves. Mm. Um, so yeah, but they, they recruit from every race, every class, every religion. They do not care, except can you get the job done? Can you fight oh. Darkspawn? Can you live? Yeah, that's it. Uh, another hundred years waged on, and they finally slew the first archdemon. And unlike before, it didn't come back. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. How'd that happen? Well, you see, they have a, like, sacred magic ritual, super secret, called the Joining. It uses Darkspawn blood to partially contaminate the warriors. No. It kind of... I'm not 100% sure on this. Um, Now, I know it kills many who attempt the Joining. Yeah. Um, But I'm not 100% sure, but I think it actually makes them stronger. Uh, like like physically stronger, more stamina, stuff like that. Technically, I, I'm 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 pretty sure like I would assume so. if you if you survive the joining, I think you're like a solid 10, 20 percent beefier than like your twin brother who's also in the military. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, but it's only a partial corruption. That's good. Uh, it kills most, not most, but a good chunk of people who who attempt it. <laughs> yeah, um, but those who survive are said to be stronger. Um, not sure if it's before because of the ritual or just because they have a metric load of willpower or something. It's either before the ritual or after the ritual, but like all the wardens are elite soldiers. Hmm. Yeah. And it gives them the ability to detect dark spawn taint almost magically. Mm. Um, and they can also listen in to the archdemon's kind of like hive mind with the horde. Yeah. So anytime the archdemon is saying, burn this city. They're like, hey, we're going to the city and we're going to defend it. Yeah. Or we're going to let them sack that city while we take back another one. Um. So and they also, darkspawn can't sneak up on them because that's the thing is like because they're so coordinated, the darkspawn can basically zerg rush just anything. They can't do that to the gray wardens anymore. No. They actually know where they are. Um. The only issue, like major issue, is it dramatically shortens a gray warden's lifespan. Uh, sometimes up to a couple of years, the corruption will take you. Eh. And it's actually really interesting. It's called the calling. They hear the music of the archdemon. They're kind of like drawn to the deep roads to go find the archdemon. So before they get too far gone, they go in the deep roads and they fight Darkspawn until they die Doomslayer style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they thought they were done after the first blight, but as I mentioned before in Dragon Age Origins, you're on the fifth blight. Which kind of, like, that's a bit of a backfire thing. Yeah. And the reason why the joining is so important and why the Grey Wardens and their ritual is so important is you need a creature with a soul to slay the Archdemon that is also connected to the Archdemon, right? What happens is it the Archdemon will go to its soul. Because remember, they're old gods, right? Okay. Its soul will try to seek out the nearest um, tainted creature... And it will take it over. So if you kill the Archdemon and a Herlock is nearby, the closest Herlock, right? Yeah. The soul will go into that Herlock 
and it'll slowly transform into the Archdemon. Okay. The Darkspawn are soulless creatures, remember? Yes. So there's basically, it's an empty shell. If a Grey Warden kills the Archdemon, they are now the closest tainted creature. Yes. So the soul will attempt to find the closest tainted creature, but there's going to be another soul there, and And basically they cancel each other out. It kills the Grey Warden that killed the Archdemon, but it also means the Archdemon doesn't get to respawn. Does that mean you die in Dragon Age 1? Uh, technically speaking, if you kill the Archdemon, you are supposed to die, yes. Okay. That's actually why the... Do you, remember, never, the, do you yeah. remember the ritual with Morrigan? If you, as a male warden, or Alistair, sleep with Morrigan the night before, she has she knows an ancient blood ritual that will basically say, Hey, you know how normally that happens and you were just told that happens? Well, I've got a way to basically magnet it to a baby. So you need to put a baby in me. Oh, so that's why, so it would kill the baby? No, 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 no. It's, it won't kill the baby. It'll take the soul of the Archdemon and put it in the baby. And basically reborn the god, re, uh, rebirth the god as a human. And that's why in Inquisition, she has a son that's like, he's, he's a little touched. It's because he is literally a faked god. Okay. Does anything happen with that? Um, yes. Kind of. Flemeth, Flemeth kind of shows up and like... Right. Uh, Morgan's mom, who supposedly wanted to take her body. Yeah. There's a lot more complexity. I will, I will definitely cover Flemeth at some point. If you kill her in Dragon Age 2, is she in there in Inquisition? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, you don't actually kill Flemeth. Spoiler alert, she's basically an old god herself. Mm. So, like, anytime, sure. anytime she dies, she gets to respawn. Great. Well, but well, for her, it's a little bit different. She has prepared respawns. Mm. Like, she, like, literally in Dragon Age 2, right? Yeah. You kill her in Origins because she's like, oh yeah, she's like, huh, I think my daughter's probably going to kill me. So I'm going to put a magic ritual amulet onto, I'm going to save these random schmucks who are running from the blight, i.e. Hawk and their family. Uh, So she saves Hawk and says, hey, you're going to repay me for this. Take this amulet to the Dalish up in in the north uh, when you get there and uh, they'll, they'll know what to do. So then she goes back and basically what happens is... You kill Flemeth, and then Hawk, in, in Dragon Age Origins, as the Great Warden, you kill Flemeth. Yep. Hawk in Dragon Age 2 takes the amulet to the Dalish, goes find Meryl, does that does that quest. And then what that quest is, is like, alright, we're gonna do a quick ritual, and it resummons Flemeth from the Fade. She she had she had prepped respawns, is what it was. So if Hawk literally just didn't do it, it would never have happened. Yeah. That's that was always a possibility. Is it a mandatory quest? Yes. <laughs> yeah, good job, Bioware. In in theory, that was always a possibility, though. It's so fucking stupid, though. Like, who gives a shit about her? Um, she's the Witch of the Wilds, and if you didn't, there was a very real possibility she could curse you even from death. That's that's literally why Hawk did it, is... So what? The Witch of the... Hawk and his family die. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, let's summon, well, let's Hawk summon doing someone doing back. <laughs> Whatever. That's uh, ridiculous, man. So yeah, that's that's some cool stuff about the Blight and the Darkspawn and their origins, at least. <laughs> Got it? Good one, dude. Um, oh. So I saw... <laughs> I actually I did not mean that. <laughs> so I looked up. Uh, corrupted spiders are giant arachnids that originally grew in the depth of the deep roads, feeding on numerous species of large bats. When the roads were lost to the Darkspawn, they began feeding on numerous genlocks. And their numbers grew exponentially, as did their size. The darkspawn taint has become a permanent part of their system, passed oh. on to their progeny. This has had the effect of increasing their size abnormally, as well as their aggressiveness. 
Some corrupted spiders have made their layers in surface forests, but most remain underground close to their blight-tainted meals. So I guess spiders can... They're, they're pseudo, yeah, they're corrupted. I guess, I mean, they're corrupted, corrupted and but not, not yeah, I mean, they're eating really. Genlocks, so I guess, yeah. I'd say they're adapted. I think that would be the better way Because I, I couldn't it. find anything about, like, not being able to be corrupted. I think that, I think or that... blighted, sorry. Just from what I'm kind of reading there, it doesn't sound like they follow the Archdemon or anything no. like that. They specifically eat um, Darkspawn because they're, they're there. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet they're more adapted to I would assume a lot of the it. animals most yeah. likely do that, too. Well, no, the the um, wolves and bears. Yeah, they will. They're they actually okay. like some some of them are wild animals, but other ones like they do actually kind of more or less follow the path of the blight. Why are there no blighted Mabari? Because they're dogs. <laughs> I'm not gonna read into that. I don't give a fuck. I mean, they would just be dire dire Mabari. Yeah, actually, the Mabari are really cool. I might I might do one just on the Mabari because they're really cool. <laughs> they're basically they're they're dogs bred to be sentient. Hey, like, I mean, yeah, they're smart as hell. But, uh, yeah, no, fun stuff. We'll but, definitely uh, be covering more, and but, uh, uh, I think but, that's uh, where we'll stop for today. But, uh, but, but uh, uh, um, okay, if that's it for you. <sighs> is that it for you? <laughs> nah, I guess it. it sounds like you want to say something. <laughs> that's it for you, because you, uh, let me check this stuff. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. <laughs> yeah, for listening in on this. We'll see you next time. Um, holy shit. Like, you have to actually do oh, yeah, I the forgot. fucking no, outro listen, shit. Listen, listen. We haven't done this for, like, a bit. So I forgot that we, we have to do We literally haven't done it until, like, episode 10. And you have to, yeah. So, hey, <laughs> you can uh, listen to this podcast on any of the podcast websites or apps. iTunes, I think. Yep, Apple, Mu- Apple, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcast, Google, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, any of those, any of the, almost all of the podcast uh, places that allow it. You can listen to us on there, and if you feel like sending an email <laughs> at uh, noobguidingnoob, all one word, at gmail.com. And that is it officially for the end. So thank you everyone for joining us. We'll catch you next time. We'll see you later.